This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, Episode 64, recorded November 19th, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. We shall call you New Soundwave. It pays to get Transformers because get girls. This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. This is Matt Spader. This is Curious Saying Transformers. Chill out. Hello and welcome to Transformers Week in Review. I am Jesse slash Matrix Prime and I'm joined by Awa 64. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Spader. We have news this week. Yay. <laughs> we have something. And the <laughs> returning Curious. Hello! Woo! <laughs> fully, reco- fully recovered from his technical difficulty last week. Yeah, so what happened last week? Um, well, I got out of bed and trampled all over my microphone in the early morning, <laughs> kind of cold. And uh, when I finally came around to recording the show, I, I just couldn't actually make the microphone work, so I've <laughs> gone out and bought another. Okay, so who are you again? <laughs> so... Did you learn to not leave the microphone on the floor? Um, yes. <laughs> I would move my bed further away from my computer if I could, but uh, <laughs> it will be safely wrapped up in a little box and Excellent. carefully filed away on a shelf after every show. Good, curious. <laughs> on to the news! On to the news! Story 1! Mrs. Witwicky cast. Playbill.com has posted information about the casting of Spike's mother in the upcoming live-action Transformers movie. The article states that Mrs. Witwicky will be played by Julie White, a stage actress from San Diego. She's appeared in such TV shows as Desperate Housewives and Six Feet Under, and more recently in the movies War of the Worlds and The Astronaut Farmer. I thought you said we had news this week. (laughs) Hey, this is movie news. We haven't talked about the movie in a while, so I had to throw this in. Well, at least we finally now f- can put a somewhat kind of sort of face to uh, Spike, or Spike's mom. I always assumed that there was a horribly bitter divorce that happened <laughs> in the original series or something. <laughs> that would explain why a 15-year-old was working on a, uh, oil, a major rig? oil rig. <laughs> and then a coal mine? Yeah, and then a coal mine. <laughs> Did he ever have a, a mother in the comic at all? No. Uh, but they did explain, I think she died in the comic. Like, she died or left many years ago. It happened when uh, Sparkplug was, uh, just came back from Nam or something like that. Uh, the unnecessarily dark comic. <laughs> yes. I think I, you know, it's uh, if anyone out there knows for sure, uh, I think she actually died. Let us know at tfwire.com's <laughs> forums. Yeah. Okay. Does anybody know who Julie White is? I, I, I did a kind of Google image search for her before the show, and I all I found was a picture of a woman getting vaporized in War of the Worlds. <laughs> there are a couple pictures on the Internet Movie Database of her. I am, but uh, I, I've seen all the six feet under, and I don't recognize her from that. Okay, she looks relatively generically parental. <laughs> I guess that's a decent casting choice, or something. Or something. Curious, maybe she was one of the dead people in Six Feet Under. 
she was Mitzi Dalton Huntley. She was Mitzi Dalton Huntley in Six Feet Under. And in War of the Worlds, wasn't she just labeled as woman? woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so by the caliber of roles she's gotten in the past, you can just tell how important <laughs> her role in the movie is going to be. Yeah. And that's our movie news for this week. Yeah. On this to story two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Story two. Story two. Movie prequel comic in the works and other comic news. Beginning in the February of 2007, ITW will be releasing the prequel miniseries which tells of the events prior to the movie, due out in July. The miniseries, entitled Prime Directive, is being written by Chris Ryle and Simon Furman, with art by Don Figueroa. The first two issues will feature two photo variant covers, one Autobot and one Decepticon, and both will be shipped in a one-to-one ratio. Each issue will be 32 pages long and will retail for $3.99. In other news, IDW have also posted a five-page preview of issue number two of the animated movie adaptation, along with the cover which features Megatron being turned into Galvatron. This is set for release on November 22nd. Wait, November 22nd? That's this week. Yep. And Excellent. in keeping with me being the John C. Dvorak of this program for this week, <laughs> as far as the movie preview, uh, do we really care? I mean, not the preview of the uh, movie adaptation comic. Prequel. Not the, the prequel, prequel, the adaptation comic. Oh, oh. Um, I'm actually a little excited for it simply because they stated earlier, you're one, going to see Slag, and two... You're going to find out who actually gets turned into what when Unicron reformats everybody. Okay, I guess that does make it worth at least looking at. (laughs) I'm interested in it, but I still can't find it. And the other complaint I have about this? The first one's out. Yeah, the first one's been out for a while. And I can't find it. Why did it suck? Uh, Where... Uh, the writing sucks anyway. The art's fine, but the writing reads basically like uh, where it's not word for word from the movie script. It's not an improvement. Orbalus, you look. It's unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My other com- criticism is why the fuck does every writer who uh, ever takes on the Transformers think Prime Directive is a good name for it? A story relating to it. It's... The first time I heard it, it was almost a cute pun, but not quite. It Now, the 30th time I've heard it, I'm just sick of it. And, as far as showing a relationship to Transformers, it doesn't really work that well, because Prime Directive immediately calls to mind, in the minds of geeks, Star Trek. So, please, come up with another name for this stuff. I think a Robocop. Still, you're not thinking of Transformers, are you? I guess it's just me. Protect the innocent, uphold the law. Exactly. Make Santa. Don't kill senior OCP officers. Yeah, the miniseries is also what the uh, name was on the script that leaked for the movie. Yep. So, yeah. Come up with a new name, people. How about and... Prime Time? <laughs> that yeah, hasn't been by... used at all. <laughs> I, I like Primetime a little better, actually. No. Primetime may be campier, but it hasn't been used to death. 
And it sounds campy, but it sounds campy to an extent that it would be impossible to try to use it as a serious-sounding name like they do with Prime Directive. Okay. I'm just going to kill myself now because I sound like such an asshole. Okay. <laughs> so is, is anyone picking up the prequel miniseries then? Is whenever I can get down to my comic shop. It's like on the other side of town for me, so it, I don't get over there that often. Well, see, seeing how it comes out in 2007, you, you don't have to get down <laughs> yeah. there real quick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get it. I want to see what's going on. Just It would give us some insight as to what the art direction would be, hopefully. Maybe. Unless it's Dawn. I mean, has Dawn ever drawn anything horrible? Uh, not to my recollection. I'm not, I'm not set on fire by movie prequels in comic book form like the Superman Returns one. But, again, it is Transformers, and I'm a bit of a whore, so... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think we got to go on to the next question here. Next story? Yes. Story three! Transformers Checkmates. In May of 2007, state-of-the-art toys will be releasing a Transformers chess set based on the G1 characters. The game pieces are split amongst factions and are broken down into the following. For the Autobots, the King will be Optimus Prime. The Queen will be Rodimus. <laughs> the Knight will be Grimlock. The Bishop will be Ultra Magnus. The Rook will be Jazz. And the Pawn will be Bumblebee. For the Decepticons, the King will be Megatron. The Queen will be Galvatron. Should be Starscream. The Knight will be Starscream. Bishop will be Soundwave. The Rook will be Shockwave. And the Pawn will be Kickback. The larger figures will stand roughly three and a half inches tall, and the fully painted and Transformers-themed board will measure 17 by 17 by 3. The chess set will I, carry a list price of $299. I agree with everything, but kickback? What's with the random Insecticons? <laughs> well, the Insecticons were the most cannon foddery of the uh, G1 Season 1 Decepticons. And they also have the yeah, ability to clone themselves indefinitely, explaining why exactly. multiples of them on the same board. Yeah, but give us, give us something like bombshell or shrapnel. Nobody likes kickback. Which is why the person playing as him will be willing to uh, <laughs> throw him away, <laughs> sacrifice <laughs> them. Yeah, it's good psychology. All right, I understand. Like Bumblebee is the pawn. It, it. What about Rumble or Laserbeak or Ravage or even Frenzy? One of the tapes. That would make more sense, I would think. Well, I think the one thing they have missed, though, is uh, the Autobot King. They need to just go back to the original movie, where Grimlock said, Me Grimlock, not Kisser, me Grimlock King! <laughs> made him the king. <laughs> Optimus really shouldn't be the king, because he kicks too much ass to be that weak of a piece. Well, I think that's the, the whole thing, is the king is... Even though it's a weak piece, it's still the most important, or one of the most important. They make it like the Matrix the or something. Well, for the Autobots, they should have made it the human, because the Autobots always go massively out their way to save the human. <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't agree with Starscream being the queen? Uh, Starscream would have made more sense as the queen than Galvatron. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't fit the the way they're going, because they're trying to do the... The king is the original leader, and the queen is the second leader. Eh, so. I guess so. Now, I'd be interested to know if they're planning on painting uh, each of the two on each side differently. Like, it would have been interesting if they would have done Grimlock and another Dinobot for the knights, and then Ultra Magnus and, say, Springer for the two bishops. 
and then j yeah, for the Jazz and Prowl for the Rooks. Yeah, I would I would have liked to have seen something like King is Prime, Queen is say Jazz, the Knight is Grimlock and Ultra Magnus, the Bishop is say oh I don't know uh, Hot Rod and Cup, and then the Rooks are Trailbreaker and or Sun uh, Sun Streaker and Sideswipe, and then the Pawns could be all the Microbots. Yeah. And for the Decepticons, you'd have Megatron, and then the Queen would be, uh... Crap. Starscream. Oh, no, no, you got to have, um... Seekers as, like, the Bishops. Oh, no, you could do that. You could have Starscream as yeah. Queen, and then Skywalp as and Thundercracker the... as Bishops. <clears throat> that would work, and that then... Might be a bit confusing. The Rook would be Shockwave and Soundwave, and then all the Pawns would be all of his tapes. Hmm. And there the were enough... Reflector. <laughs> or a reflector, yeah. Oh, no, you could, you've had a lot of tapes. You have many? Well, uh, five tapes and reflector. <laughs> there you go. There are more than five tapes. Uh, there were the more than ones. There were more than five tapes, but unless you want to start sinking <laughs> past Ratbat. <laughs> uh, the thing that strikes me about this: three hundred bucks for the thing. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> for that price, I'd Ooh. rather just go out and buy. An Xbox 360 core system. Uh, actually, I'm going to buy that later <laughs> for bucks. a different price. But <laughs> yeah. For the 100 buck thing on Amazon, if possible. But no, for that price, Shh. what I'd... Shh. Oh, come on. Everybody's going <laughs> to know about it anyway. What I would no. do is... I would just go out and either buy or make the chessboard myself. And then go out and buy 32 3-inch Transformers titaniums. Actually, that'd be that would that would work. <laughs> Just hell, don't even make the chessboard yourself. You can buy one at Walmart. Yeah, that's it. And then just use the titaniums. That would that's a brilliant idea. I never thought of that. Yeah. Are, are there enough titanium figures though? Uh, yeah. There should be enough that you could make the set if you want to. I mean, considering the pawns would probably be the same one, and if you do doubles for the normal ones. I mean, if you really got into it, you could just buy a Starscream and repaint it a bunch of times for Seekers' as pawns or something. That's true. There are more than enough color variants in the uh, show. But, yeah, I think any fan who would be interested in that would also probably have the DIY attitude to go ahead and make the set themselves. But I like think that. the fan interested in it would also have a Star Trek chess set and a Lord of the Rings chess set and a Babylon <laughs> 5 chess set and whatever. So they won't quibble with the price. Yeah, They're... Transformers doesn't quite seem to fit with chess now that I think of it, does it? Not exactly. I mean, these are two factions not exactly known for their strategic mastery. <laughs> Gundam would work. Gundam would work, but how would you be able to tell which one was which if you weren't a Gundam fan? There's always the internet. True <laughs> that. <clears throat> Next story! Next story! This week's big news story, the first pictures of Masterpiece 05 Megatron surface. In a post on the ACToys.net forums, Dwarf Omg DWF OMG has posted the first picture of the prototype of MP05 Megatron. While no alt mode is pictures have been taken, we do get a first look at the robot mode. 
The figure stands roughly the same size as Masterpiece Convoy, and retains a Wolfer P38 alternate mode, which is now oversized due to the dimensions of the robot mode. The figure is set to be released in the first quarter of 2007. Holy crap, that's a big arm cannon. I mean, on the original it was big, on this one, with it looking more realistic, it's just looking comically large. Well, in the picture, if you notice, there's there's a piece of plastic holding up the figure. <laughs> there's another piece of plastic holding up the arm that has the cannon on it. Yeah. That, combined with how spindly the limbs are, make me worried that it might not actually be able to support its own weight. Well, it depends. Megatron has always classically got a ginormous arm cannon. The classics, uh, Megatron has got a massive one. Got him in my hand at the moment. It's about, oh, goes from his head to halfway down his shin. This looks like it would go the entire length of the robot mode. <laughs> well, the one thing about the classics, the canon and classics Megatron, is it looks proportionable, or it looks proportioned to the figure. Yeah. This does not. The one on classics Megatron just looks big. This one makes Megatron look small. Instead, you know? What do you think, Jesse? Well, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think the I, legs look really spindly, too. Now, see, I actually think the legs look pretty good. They've made a bit of an effort as well, if you look uh, around the sides, to bulk out the legs by having them... I saw that. Yeah, yeah I wonder the if they're going to push that further. I, I think the crotch trigger is uh, much improved over the G1 figure. Yes, well. yeah. <laughs> yes, I will completely agree. My... Aside from the giant cannon on his arm, my only other complaint is he looks he looks emaciated on his limbs. Now, his feet and shins look fine, but where his thighs and his upper arms are, they just look so small. That's because they don't have gun parts thin. covering them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, you know, this this is just... This is a prototype, so... You know, we had that major change with Starscream. The major change with Starscream is not typical. <laughs> that is, like... Really, really out of the ordinary for Transformers. But I'm looking at the picture right now, and the one thing I find funny is if you look just behind the figure and to the right... It looks like that's the G1 figure behind it, and the gun is just is equally as big, so <laughs> I guess it works. I don't know, where's mine? My Generation 1 gun. Oh, where's my Megatron gun? I, I'm just waiting to see a picture of the gun mode myself. Yeah. I'm waiting to see a picture with a little more detail and some paint apps that aren't just a solid gray yeah, resin I'm waiting to see some. I'm waiting to see something that isn't a picture from a cell phone. <laughs> oh, I'd take a, even a picture from a cell phone if it was something in a bit more finalized condition. But I think the important I mean, thing to remember at this point is that it is a prototype where the thing they're trying to nail down is not the color or the form, but the actual transformation and the possibility of getting it produced. I guess it looks like a promising start. I don't think I'll really be that interested in it when it does come out. But, yeah, it looks okay. Any plans of picking it up? Uh, none yes. whatsoever. Classics Megatron <laughs> is more than enough for me. Who said yes? I'm a whore. 
Oh. So, I'm are you planning it. on picking it up from one of the places that's going to be shoving an orange cap into it, or...? They have to. Uh, in order to ship it to the U.S., they would have to. But there are a few you know, places I, that aren't. I don't understand it at all. It's uh, Homeland Security. You know what? They... It's the new rules for Homeland Security. If anything is shaped like a gun uh, in customs, it'll pull it off. They will actually open it and completely disassemble it to make sure it's not a real weapon. Why can't they ship it in robot mode, then? In fact, they probably Here's will ship it in do. robot mode. Here's hoping they do. Masterpiece was uh, both Convoy and Optimus Prime and the anniversary Optimus Prime were in robot mode. I'm not sure about Starscream. Starscream was in robot mode. I think. Spade What? Was it? Was what? Starscream, Starscream? Did he no. in robot mode? <laughs> He shipped in vehicle no, mode? No, he was not. Huh. He was shipped in plane mode. Huh. I guess that makes and sense. And Shorter mo- just to let everybody know, the review is going up this week. I'm just <laughs> doing editing on it now. Okay. Yay. It's long. Now, even if they do ship it in gun mode, there's an easy way around all this. Buy it from a Canadian what? website. Oh, yeah. That's true. Hmm. I'm just trying to think why... Why they need the orange cap thing? I mean, uh, is this say? Oh, that's. Well, I, I know it's the safety law, but is it just? Is this something new about the homeland security? No, no, this has been for years. Like anything that is that is a that is shaped like a gun, but does not fire, it is not lethal, has to have an orange tip. If you go into a toy store and you see all the little pop guns and whatever, they all have bright orange tips or bright red tips. They have to have that because uh, I think it was something in the 90s or something. Some kid got killed. Yeah. Breaking the law for you. For you. Okay, oh. final story. Final story. Primus Unleashed coming to a TV near you. According to zaptoit.com, a TV listing website, Cartoon Network will be airing a 90-minute block of programming entitled Primus Unleashed. The program is set to air on Saturday, November 25th at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. At this time, there is no synopsis of the program. Okay. So, the last three episodes of the last Transformers cartoon? Is that what we're thinking? Well, it's not going to be the yep. last Transformers cartoon. The most no, recent. Most recent. Okay. That's better. And it, oh, might, oh, be oh, the, can I say, it might be that can DVD I say my that we're going to pack in. With the two-pack. Oh, the two-pack? Yeah. I picked up the two-pack yesterday. Did it come with a DVD? The DVD has two sections. The first section is a picture gallery, which is nothing more than than the pictures that you could get off Hasbro's website of all the classic figures. (laughs) And then the... Awesome! Other than the little movie that's in there is a 24-minute... Transformers for Dummies uh, with Armada, Energon, and Gal- and um, Cybertron footage mixed in with Gary Chalk saying Transformers are a race of blah blah blah. These are the <laughs> Autobots. They blah blah blah. They blah, blah and the blah. Decepticons, they blah blah blah. <laughs> Megatron is a big douchebag. I am not. Okay, so it's exactly what we've been told to expect, and if he actually does say Megatron is a douchebag, I am not. I'm going out and buying one now. 
He doesn't. Uh. I'm sorry. But it, it's funny because you hear uh, David Kay's Megatron, and there is a slight difference in the way he does each. Hmm. Each of the different Armada Unicron trilogy Megatrons. Yeah, it, there's just a slight change in his voice for each character. Anything noticeable about that for Optimus? No. <laughs> I didn't expect there would be. I mean, even Gary Chalk Which, acting in real life, you go, Holy crap, that's kind of Optimus Prime! Or, if he's on Stargate, Holy crap, that's Russian Optimus Prime! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's really funny is you could just see just how bad the animation on Armada was compared to Energon and I keep calling it Galaxy Force but it's Cyber it's Cybertron here in the US. I mean it was atrocious compared to the other two. It it was actually really comical to look at cuz I'm like, "Whoa, I I can't believe I actually liked that animation at one point." I can't <laughs> believe I ran home from school to watch it. <laughs> oh. I think I've watched maybe four episodes of Armada. But I will tell you, going a, a little bit off topic, I will say this right now, those figures are not worth the money they're, they cost. They just aren't. Well, you should probably be able to tell that about the Optimus part of the package just by looking at the pictures of it that have cropped up online. Yeah, it's so odd considering that the first Classics Optimus is so beautifully tight in both robot mode and vehicle mode. He's looks like a truck without any gaps. <laughs> it's because he is a truck, yours. Wow. The uh, <laughs> the the two pack one. It's just hideous in person. It really is. And what's going on with that little gun thing? He's got a little tripod that comes with a tiny little machine gun. It looks awful. Actually, that's. That's the best part of the figure. Oh, I love that idea. I wish they would have used it on a better toy. It just all it does is it just kind of folds down. It just collapses in upon itself to form the main gun. It's not that bad, really. It's actually, like I said, the best part of the figure. Yo. But uh <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we've gone away from the Primus Unleashed coming to a TV near you story. Um anybody planning on watching it? No. When is it? Nah. Uh, next Saturday? Uh, no, I have other things to do. <laughs> eh, probably not. Celebrate a birthday. I'm just interested in seeing what it is. Maybe I'll record it. Yeah, I'll I might TiVo it. it, but... Won't be staying up to watch it or anything. You could be asleep hey. at 530? <laughs> Fast forward button. AM or PM? PM. PM. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Moving on to discussion topic. Alright, our discussion topic this week comes from someone on the forums who Jesse has been kind enough to not actually <coughs> note the identity of. Yep. Our discussion topic this week. Would you support a grittier, more adult-oriented Transformers universe similar to Spawn of Yore and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that had more intricate plots, violence, deaths, etc.? Well, I would love to see. Would be a retelling in the comic book of uh, the Unicron trilogy, uh, but a kind of complete reboot of the universe, which wasn't meant to sell the toys, which was very dark and gritty. 
Yeah, that uh, that Unicron storyline in the original comics was definitely dark. <laughs> I'm down with something more along the lines of Beast Machines myself. I've never been a fan of the grim and gritty for grim and gritty's sake, which is is kind of what it would seem like, considering the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a parody of that in Daredevil. And and uh, Spawn <laughs> is Todd McFarlane basically demonstrating how he can't really come up with characters himself. So generally I'd have to say I would love to see a better Transformers writing universe than we've seen recently, but gritty and adult-oriented usually does not mean better quality of writing. It usually means lazier, which... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Lazier? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because most of the time when you go for something that's quote mature, unquote, it's really just being more lazy with how you're doing the whole storytelling and stuff. I mean, look at quote mature, unquote, video games. Most of the crap in that is as juvenile as you can possibly get. It's just something that sets off warning bells in my head. Setting out to be grim and gritty, just by itself, does not ever really end well. If the story you're telling goes there, that's fine. But if you're starting off with that as your intended destination, try again. Unless your point is to be a parody of that, in which case, more power to you. But, yeah. But was it Beast Machines pretty gritty? Beast Machines was a show that actually had the main characters without handheld projectile weapons as a mandate from the network to prevent it from being too violent. It was a serious storyline. It was a dark storyline. I would not call it a gritty storyline. A gritty storyline would give each of the Viacons a personality and have episodes devoted to fleshing one of them out and then having them killed horribly. I don't know. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have started this part of my. <laughs> I give up. Whatever. So, what do you think, Chris? Uh, I don't know. I've just been <laughs> checking whether someone was breaking in <laughs> to my house. Were they? No. But it's always worth checking. <laughs> yep. I don't want to be kind of like murdered on air. If you give them the key, they don't have to break in. Good idea. <laughs> Sorry, what 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 did I miss? You missed me having my train of thought self-destruct. <laughs> we were deciding on whether or not Beast Machines was gritty. I think it was. Ooh, see? I got someone to back me up. Spada? Hmm. It was the only time we got to see into the spiritual side of the Transformers mythos. There's a difference between serious and gritty, though. <coughs> it was gritty, gritty can be really the... juvenile. The first episode was gritty. The first episode was gritty in the fact that they realized they're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You know, it was kind of okay, like. Okay, I can see that. That first season was gritty. I think the first season was more gritty than the second season. The second season was more of just, 
Um, okay, we've got <laughs> direction now. Where are the sparks? Yeah, I'll agree with that. The first season was definitely gritty in the fact that they, they here they are, they, they had just finished the Beast Wars, they come home and they're like, oh, fuck me. That was kind of the, I think, the whole feeling to the first season. And then the second season just kind of pittered off. And turned into the tre- and turned into a treasure hunt, really. But the first season was nothing but chase sequences. Well, not after excluding the chase sequences. Anything else? Did you say something, Jesse? Because all I heard was blah. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean it was gritty, but at the same time there were too many things. In the series, or in the series that took away from that darkness, so I really couldn't call it gritty. It was definitely animated to be gritty. Yeah, we didn't actually have any death. Yeah, we had no death unless you had you the count. genocide of a planet. <laughs> that happened off screen no, before did. the first. But episode, it happened, though. and you never got to see they the bodies die. That's the thing; they don't actually die. They just Get their souls, souls torn out, out. put That's into better. a giant coke. <laughs> yeah, they get their souls plucked out and shunted into a giant coke can. Didn't Savage Noble die? He was Megatron. He yeah, but died. he doesn't count. He's a douche. <laughs> He's a feminine hygiene product. Yes, he's a very, very strange feminine hygiene product. But he is one. Hmm. Either that or he's an antacid. I'm not sure which. I think okay. I just killed the discussion. Are to listener right? questions? Yes, let's move on to listener questions. <laughs> okay, after I've killed the discussion topic, we're moving on no, to listener questions. No, it was questions. dead well before it got to you. <laughs> I would have killed it. Yeah, we're <laughs> the one who killed it. <laughs> you know what? Shum, Shum World, if you're listening, we need to have something that just says, I would killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on to listener questions. This comes from Mumricus Prime. What is your favorite Energon Power Links? I have to say probably Ironhide with the Inferno pants. <laughs> Simply Ironhide because he looked like a big pants. gorilla. Oh, you mismatching size classes deliberately there. Yes. Ah. <laughs> because it looks like a big because he looks like a big freaking gorilla. I didn't have anything hmm. of the uh larger size class actually in the Energy Online, which powerlings I didn't like any of the toys, and so I'm just limited to the regular deluxes. <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh, I have to say, Inferno was definitely one of the better figures. Inferno was awesome. Inferno was fantastic. He looked good uh, in all three modes. He looked good as shirt. He looked good as pants, and he looked good as the whole robot by himself. And, and, the, a good and fire his truck. robot. And his fire truck mode was awesome. And what I really liked doing was getting Firebot from the uh, rescue minicon team from Armada that turned into the fire engine, and then attaching him to the side, uh, (laughs) powerlinking him as a kind of rocket pod. So the colors matched, and the alt modes matched. Nice. And I did it then, and then you could get Prowl as well, and kind of powerlinks him to Prowl. So it was a blue police car attached to a blue police car. It looked great. The other powerlinks I really liked was Wing Saber. I just, I really liked that figure. 
and it seemed to me that the prime figure was actually made to 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 connect with that figure, not yeah. any of the other shit he connected to. Like uh, Omega Supreme or his trailer. Yeah. Oh, when I first saw the transformations of uh, Optimus Prime and Power Link with Omega Supreme, I thought it was just Remy having a, a bit of a laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they used yeah. it in the show. Man, I can't even remember any of these figures from this Oh, one. I know what my favorite one was. I don't actually have this one to try out, but my favorite one was any shirt mode plus Prowl jury-rigged in vehicle mode. It's like Transformers Kart Racing. <laughs> I never saw that. I'm thinking about it now, and you could easily do it, too. I really like oh, Link. When I'm at my parents for Thanksgiving, I'm going to have to dig him out. And just I'm going to have to go out that. and buy one just to be able to try that with some of my energy <laughs> toys, because that was a fun one. What I All really right, liked I doing gonna... was getting someone in a shirt mode and another person in a shirt mode, turning one guy, <laughs> turning their both heads to the right, and then pretending they're like a card, you know, like a jack, or a king or a queen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, Moving Inferno next... shirt mode, prowl vehicle mode, best combination in the entire line. <laughs> Alright, moving on to question number two. This comes from another TF fan. That's really his name. Based <laughs> on the final battle, would you say Megatron was stronger than Optimus Prime? Which final battle? <laughs> Are we talking about the movie? Are we talking about Armada? Are we talking about the... I think we gotta go with the movie. Okay. Uh, well, that's my guess. Anyways. If it weren't for Hot Rod, Prime would have killed Megatron. End of story. Megatron would have been stopped. He wouldn't have been killed. No, he wouldn't have killed Megatron. Nah. That's not in his character. He would have stopped Megatron him because he said Megatron must Optimus be stopped. Megatron pretty badly. True. And in Beast... I, I don't see how that wound was fatal, but... And but, uh... It, even yeah. when Prime had Megatron on the ropes, and Megatron said, No, stop Prime, I beg for mercy. Prime is hesitating there to execute him. Or to go anything further, and it's that hesitation more than Hot Rod running in that <laughs> sway, sways the battle in Megatron's favor. And then in Beast Machines, I'd say Megatron was definitely the stronger of the two. Oh yeah, and that final battle in Beast Machines, definitely. Without a doubt. It's like Spider-Man fighting the Hulk. And then uh, in Beast Wars, Optimal Optimus and Dragon Megatron. That was evenly matched. Yeah. And I might maybe even give the nod to uh, Optimal Optimus. Yeah, he had more weapons. Dragon uh, Megatron was a shit, though. Yeah, Mega Dragon Megatron was awesome. Indeed. Let's see. Armada. Mor Mortal Kombat. The best episode in the entire series. Best episode, episode in the entire Unicron trilogy. Yeah. The episode I never watched. Shame oh. on you. <laughs> I've got a copy of it. I can send it to you. Oh, it's the it's the only good episode. Well, I wouldn't say it's the only good one, but it is definitely the best episode of Armada. And they were evenly matched, and they were equally kicking the crap out of each other. Yeah, if that's what you mean by grim and gritty, I would love to see a series of Transformers fighting like that. Yeah. 
You actually then get an explanation for why Megatron has those stupid antlers. Awesome. <laughs> 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 then there's Energon, which I'm not even going to. Mi- I'm just going to say Energon and then move on, because that was pathetic. They both grew to the size of planets and had photoshopped <laughs> textures to show they were really big. And then one of them turned into a black hole and the other one died until all the other Transformers came and cried at the same time and brought him back to life with a bonfire. You know what? I'm thinking You just spoiled it for me, Curious. I might have to go back and redub some of those episodes of Transformers where they uh, do that turn into giant giant robots for no apparent reason and redouble with lines from the original... uh, Super Friends cartoons, especially Apache <laughs> Chief yelling, "In Chuck." Actually, I think it would be better if you if you spliced in like a random Rita Repulsa, just like make my monster grow. That would be good too. <laughs> and then there's a uh, Cybertron, which actually had a really really good final battle. I thought. Have been but that it was good. very stereotypical it. Japanese, where they face off for the last strike. They fly towards each other. They strike. Oh yeah, now I remember that. And then the one guy <laughs> kind of disintegrates after five-minute monologue. So again, <laughs> well, I remember the show was kind of reminiscent of Power Rangers. The whole they fly to each other, attack. Both of them are standing, facing in the opposite direction, and then one of them just kind of dies. Yeah. <laughs> But his death was pretty. He was yeah. sparkly. Question number Final three. Question. <laughs> that was another series that had way too many people growing for no apparent reason. What? Uh, Cybertron. Oh, yeah. Mostly Starscream, but enough so that it just confused the hell out of me. Yeah, Landfill well, did no. it once, and it's like, why? He got big, Starscream then he got small. Just a, Starscream absorbed the creamy goodness that was Primus, and he got bigger. They had to sell that toy. Yeah. They didn't. <laughs> and I guarantee... I didn't say it worked. <laughs> Question number three. What character... This comes from Frisky Pete. What character yeah. would you most want to see in the Masterpiece line? Optimus Prime. So it's a damn good thing we already got him. Let me rephrase that. Other than what has already been announced and or shown, what would we like to see? I would love to see a fire engine. I I get very excited when I see fire engines drive past, and if so, which character would that be? It'd probably have to be Inferno or Hotspot from G1. Robots in disguise, Prime. Yeah, or you could then have. <laughs> I'm sure there are a couple of MicroMasters. That, there was at least one MicroMaster that was a fire engine, I and mean, there was Firebot as well. Hmm. I've got a few ideas. Masterpiece Hot Rod would be cool, and it seems like one that we might actually have a chance of getting. Master- yeah, but he's, coming, he's also coming in the Titanium line. And the Kiss Play line. <laughs> now, one that would be really cool to see them tackle in the Masterpiece line would be a Masterpiece Devastator. Masterpiece what? Devastator. That would be quite hmm. impressive. And especially because they're not now constricted by scale. Yeah. 
and they could give it a shot. They'd maybe try to uh, get the first combiner that actually has decent individual robots and a decently articulated full-size mode. Well, I mean, they did that kind of in there. That'd be pretty know. pricey. It's yeah, quite a bit that'd of a stretch be very expensive. <laughs> and considering the extra components you've got to get into the combined mode, unless they... Oh my god, that, that would cost the same amount as a PlayStation 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, then I had one other idea floating around in my head. What was it? Maybe a Galvatron? Yeah, Galvatron, yeah. maybe. I don't really have any interest in that, though. But his alt mode wasn't ever that realistic to warrant making it part of the Masterpiece no, line. No, that's true. Well, well, I'm also trying to think of things that haven't been done in the... that are really iconic figures that haven't been done in either the Titanium or the Alternators line. Hmm. Masterpiece Bumblebee. I want to see Reflector. Reflector, that'd be good. As a real working camera. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, they could do it with a digital camera. That'd be that'd be interesting. How about Masterpiece Bumblebee? I'll go with that. Masterpiece Bumblebee I'd like to see. Yeah. Actually, I'd rather just see something like a Supreme Bumblebee, because that would be a really good toy, and a really good toy design to cram a bunch of action features and gimmicks into. They could do some really cool stuff with that, whereas with the Masterpiece one, it'd kind of be easy. Well, maybe not. I'm know. just thinking that now we've had Masterpiece Megatron and Optimus Prime, they're the two iconic Transformers, that you don't really want to extend the line any further, or else it'll just become watered down, and those two things will lose their iconic highest... Well. Let's throw in some Masterpiece Magnus armor, then, to go with the Masterpiece Magnus that came out. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like, I'd like to see that. I would like to see a good, poseable Magnus. We're getting the Titanium one, which is going to be pretty good. Yeah, that was, but that also wasn't the final build for it, too, that we saw at BotCon. The one at BotCon couldn't transform. Right. Wait, when is the next toy fair? Isn't that in, usually in February? January or Feb. Um, uh, Google is my friend. I thought it was like March or something. Toy Fair in New York March. 2007. Every February. The 20th. Aha. February 11th to 14th, 2007, New York City. Yeah. But if you remember last year, Hasbro didn't really have that many Transformers there. No, they had almost they, had, they almost didn't even show up. They showed a few new things. Botcon's usually where they show off all the new crap, though. Hmm. Well, it depends, because the Transformers don't fit into the regular toy development schedule. No, they really don't. What do you mean as far and as the regular toy development schedule? Well, regularly they start development of the toys. Um, it's a two-year production cycle from kind of concept to it being on the shelves, and they kind of start them off in January. And they bring like a lot of the concepts and the prototypes to the toy fairs, and then they take it, you know, through the development stages. And then by the time they get to the toy fair next year, they'll have some fairly good prototypes, which will be finished versions of the toys, which they haven't got around to doing the packaging of, and. 
so you're always that's why they have the toy fairs and the other what the alter what oh what are the alternatives to toy fairs called there's a toy fair then there's um, a couple of expos but transformers the... don't get developed along with that schedule uh, because they're just a bit odd so they tend not to show up as a toy fairs as much well then we'll just have to wait and see i guess i wouldn't be i would be surprised if they did anything after megatron other than Hasbro releasing the original mold of Starscream in the in the col- in the in the accurate colors here in the U.S. Other than repainting Megatron and naming it Browning. Yeah, yeah. I like could paint it purple, redo the head, and name it Shockwave. Masterpiece Shockwave would be nice. Well, the original toy wasn't that bad. No, it it wasn't. I would just like to see it with bigger feet. <laughs> I would like to see it without a. Three dollar, uh, three figure price tag attached. Three dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. But we'll see. And that's it for the listener questions. So uh, send us more, yeah. guys. Send, uh, you could submit it to us on the forums, or you could go to uh, send your emails to tfwire at gmail dot com. And I have to mention Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Yeah. Rowan Atkinson, awesome man. I know there's a joke I'm not getting. <laughs> And I'm not going to explain it. You son of a Triscuit. <laughs> uh, actually, we had a uh, a chat with a few listeners before the show this week. And we'll probably be doing it again next weekend as well. So, if you're online 6pm Eastern next weekend, uh, hop on Skype. We'll probably be there. Jesse will be I there. Will be. Uh, I normally <laughs> show up around 630 there's a couple of regular regular listeners that are on there now. I'll probably be quite late because I'm getting a train that time, <laughs> so don't count on me being there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I get in the house at half eleven British time, so. <laughs> Anything else? Nope. Nope. Okay, this is Matrix Prime signing off. Didn't everyone go at once? Oh, what? 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 Did I Signing fall asleep? Bye-bye. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is Beta saying see you guys later. This is Chris also saying goodbye. Where are we going? Bye. To the moon! Uh- Where did you go? I went to the moon. Where did you go? I went to the moon. What <laughs> did you do? I went to the moon. What did you see? I went to the moon. Hey, that's what you saw, damn it. <laughs> I'll tell you quite soon.